Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. How, how do I start this again? Um, I don't remember. Thank you. No. No. We'll see. Welcome to the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. There it is. There it is. Welcome back to the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. We took a couple weeks off. We had some some illness going on. We had some work commitments that came up. Um, Somebody had to go spend time at Disney. Yeah, you know. So, but we are back. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot to talk about this week. Well, we have a lot to talk about, but ultimately we really don't. Yeah, like, I mean, there's like a lot there's of a little lot of, stuff. There's a lot of little things that happened, but at the end of the day, Roman is still champion. Seth is still champion. Um, Judgment Day are still champions. Rey is still champion. EO is still champion. Ray's not is champion. Still champion. Ray, yeah, Ray. Ray lost, we'll, we'll talk about that today. Talk about. But but Ray's not a champion um, anymore. That changed. When you go to AEW, uh, MJF is still champion. Sheeta was she the champion when we left? I think I, she I don't was. remember. She was, and then she wasn't, and then she was again. All so, in the course of like a month, and I don't remember right. if that month was. Ended while we were like, away or Like, not. pretty much everybody in the last three weeks has stayed where they were. Uh, no storylines have come to any amazing conclusions. They're just continuing onward. So, yeah, there's not a lot there to talk about. There's a lot of little extra pieces to talk about, though. Yeah. So, that's what we're going to get to. Yeah. So, should we go through Crown Jewel first? Well, and then, let's talk or about do we what's in talk our glasses about? first, since we... Uh, oh, yeah, there's that. We're forgetting the whole uh, The, the whole, whole first word. Right. Yeah, like, oh, my, my. So, today, we are drinking, courtesy of my older brother, Black Maple Hill Premium Small Batch Whiskey. And this is uh, aged in select white oak casks. Uh, it's got an alcohol uh, 47.5%. So ninety five proof, and I'll uh, tell you the bottle. The bottle looks like somebody went to Michaels and was like, "Hey, I need bottles." And then they bought some label paper and <laughs> printed out labels and slapped on there. I mean, it's a nice little bottle. You can feel it. it's got some heft to it. I mean, it's definitely it's a heavy bottle, but the uh, but yeah the uh, the label just looks like somebody printed it out on their printer. So I'm getting a couple different when when I. I sniff it. I'm getting hit with a couple different things and it has me concerned because I get some good stuff out of it and then I'll take another whiff and it's very like um, rubbing alcohol. I was about to say, it, it has a little bit of an acetone note. Yeah. But like I'm getting, I'm getting chocolate. That's okay. kind of what's bringing to mind. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's see what it tastes like, yeah. right? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Because it's... So, um, to be in the, what we say, 95 proof? Yeah. There's almost no burn to it. 
There's a little bit, but it, it's a pleasant burn, I think. <clears throat> it's, it's not overwhelming. Yeah. And it goes away quickly. But to be that high proof, like, like I'm thinking for that proof, there should have been more burn to that. Um, <clears throat> got a very sweet note. Still getting the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Th- th- that feeling. Um, it's not bad. No, it's not bad. Uh, looking online, because obviously I didn't buy this one. Right. So looking online, I saw it anywhere between 90 and about 120 $130. It's uh, from Oregon. So that's kind of interesting because we don't see a lot of that down here, I don't think. But, yeah, this is a limited edition, apparently. I'd, try, I'd drink it again. Yeah, that ain't too bad at all. Yeah. Um, definitely I, fall, to me, definitely falls in the sipping whiskey category. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't, it, it, it's too, it's too overpowering, I think, to be a good mixer. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on this like with Coke or anything like that. Um, definitely, this definitely is just something to sit back and enjoy. Cube, yeah. You know, but otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh. I'm a fan. And that's something to think about. When we're drinking these, we're drinking them at room temperature. Room temperature straight. We don't heat. put any ice. We don't do anything. We are just pour a little bit in the glass. Yeah. And it's really not much more than we need to get a taste. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot a lot of whiskeys out there. They mm-hmm. need that ice. Yeah. They need that drop of water. Well, that, they yeah, need it, that it mixer. builds that complex. This definitely could use some ice. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm with you. Don't mix it. All right. So now, Crown Jewel. Let's talk about let's talk about Blood Money. Blood Money. Now, normally, we don't watch Crown Jewel. No, we we haven't in several years. I think the um, last one I watched before this was maybe Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. Okay. Um, so longest reigning champ, Braun Strowman. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Normally, we don't. You know, we don't watch them. We were both off today. We figured, eh, why not? We'll give it a shot and see what happens. Um, even though pretty much knew the results of every match going in, yeah, what is going to happen here? They're not going to make any change, any major changes. All right. Oops. All right. Travelers on the omnibus. <laughs> um, if this was the stone cold podcast, I'd have to buy everybody a beer, right? Thankfully we're not stone cold. podcast. <laughs> so yeah, let's so. So let's run through Crown Jewel. That's the All most right. recent thing. So we uh, kick off the show with the Sami Zayn versus JD McDonough uh, match. I missed this one, so I'm going to let you kind so of walk through what that happened. Was uh, honestly, I missed it too. I think that was pre-show. Ah, uh, so, so we're, either, we're bad either, at our jobs. Either a it was pre-show or it was so short on the main show that by the time I turned it on at like 12:05, it was already over. So yeah, okay. This is this had to have been a pre-show. Uh, yeah, Crown Jewel kickoff show. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, CBS Sports gives it a uh, C plus. Sammy obviously um, won. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Let me see. Have a kick and Blue Thunder Bomb for. Yeah, because yeah, Sammy gets the win. Sammy Sammy cut an amazing promo on Raw Monday night about uh. Even without Kevin Owens around, even if it's just him that'll stand up to him, he will stand up to uh, retribute to uh, retribution <laughs> to Judgment Day. Um, I mean, 
you know, he said the line that I thought was really cool is, uh, you know, my name is Sammy. Uh, but as far as you guys are concerned, it's rebellion, uh, because I'm not going to let you run over raw. There you go. Cool. It was, it was a very fiery promo. Um, one of the things that did happen is Kevin Owens is was officially moved to the SmackDown brand. Demonstrated to SmackDown, yep. Uh, so that leaves Sammy back by himself. Yep. Which I think is great. Kind of a, a, a friendship E type thing with Jimmy. Well, yeah. a friendship with Jimmy, or Jay rather, and a a friendship ish thing with Cody. So yeah. All right, we move on to the uh, main the the first match of the main show and. World Heavyweight Championship, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. was a very good show. I mean, a very good uh, match. <laughs> very good. Uh, it was As clean. you would expect from these two. There was there was buildup on Raw here. Uh, Rhea went to both of them and said, look, if you need the help with the Judgment Day, all you got to do is ask. Yeah. And both of them turned her down. Um, match was really, really good. Seth wins clean. After the match, Drew like just rolls out of the ring and walks up the ramp. Uh, as he's walking up the ramp, Priest comes running down with the briefcase and with a referee. Mm-hmm. Uh, camera cuts over. Priest is yelling at the ref, I'm cashing this in. I'm taking his belt, you know, the whole thing. And then Priest gets attacked by a dude in a, a hoodie. He flips the hoodie down. It's Sammy. He grabs the briefcase, hops the barricade, and takes off running. Uh, and, Which and, means Sammy had to do his match, and we don't know at what point during the kickoff show right. that that happened. But Sammy had to do his match, run to the back, change, potentially even showered so he'd look fresh on TV again. Right. And, you know. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun, though. Because um, Priest, like, got livid. He's like, you bring that back here. Bring me my damn briefcase. And he hops the barricade and takes off after him, so. Yep. And Seth's just left in the ring holding the belt, kind of smirks and shrugs and like, all right, cool. We have the Women's World Championship match, Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler versus Zoe Stark versus Raquel Rodriguez. Um, also, for a five-way, decent, right? Zoe, Zoe actually got a lot of offense, which was really cool. Um, it made me realize two things. This, this match did. One, Raquel Rodriguez is her back pose, and that's it. Mm. And at the Saudi show, where she has only full body suit, where you can't see her back, she really brings nothing. And two, yes, I, I fully hate Nia Jax. Um, there were a couple, she did a couple of spots that were just like, Ooh, that looked bad. Yeah. Like, and and the thing is not, not necessarily bad in the, Oh, somebody got hurt, but just bad in the, yeah, that just shouldn't have been done that way. Um, they made reference on commentary a couple of times to her bruising Raya's ribs, which was legit. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was not a, a story beat. It was, Nia did not know how to do the move she did and hurt the women's champion and could have hurt her even more on her very first night back. So, 
Nia is not safe in the ring. No, not at all. She just isn't. There's there's too many instances. One time, two times, that's it's an accident. Yeah. Especially over the course of a career. A couple times mm-hmm. over the course of a career where something happens. Like, that's an accident. Nia breaking Becky's nose and giving her a concussion. Giving Kyrie Sane a concussion a few years back. Mm-hmm. And then on her first night back here, not catching herself in a drop onto another person's yes. chest. And, and yeah, people, people bring up like Seth. Seth cost Finn the belt, you know, with the buckle bomb. Seth nearly killed Sting uh, with the buckle bomb. Mm-hmm. But that's one of those like, okay, that move probably just shouldn't be done, period. Because if you look at the rest of Seth's stuff... He's safe. He's pretty safe. This is Nia doing multiple moves and hurting people with multiple moves. Mm-hmm. That's not a move problem. That's a her problem. Yeah. So, uh, Rhea wins. She retained. Rhea retains. No surprise there. Uh, let's move on to the next match. John Cena versus Solo Sokoa. Um, There was... A lot to me, I'm sitting here watching this match and just flashing back to 2007-ish where John Cena is fighting Umaga. Yeah, it's Uh, it's pretty much the same match. You know, because that's Solo is modeled after Umaga on so many with the spike, and really just the spike. It's not like he's playing the whole, uh, you know, dumb Samoan gimmick. He's got the spike. This match was brutal. It was. Uh, but here's a problem. I was bored. Yeah, I, I was very bored. <laughs> here's the problem. They even And they even mentioned it when John Cena was coming down to the ring. John Cena has not won a pay-per-view singles match in 2,100 days. That's a lot. We were talking about it earlier, and because of that, because John hasn't won a singles match or a mm-hmm. pay-per-view match um, in so long, and I, I don't know, can't remember if he's won any uh, matches on Raw and SmackDown. I'm sure he's won a couple, but here's the thing. Why does it matter if you beat him? Right. The, there is... <sighs> There's a certain amount of rub that you can get from fighting John Cena at a pay-per-view. I get it, Mm -hmm. right? You're in the ring with one of the best, one of the the greatest. uh, They kept calling him the greatest of all time. I don't think he's the greatest, but he's he's one of, right? Like like Cena gets put in that same bucket with Hogan. Flair. Flair, especially in the WWE, Mm -hmm. right? The man hasn't won a match on a pay-per-view in forever. So, you know going into it that the other person is going to win. It doesn't carry any weight at all that you beat John Cena in a singles match on a pay-per-view. It could, Mm -hmm. right? They could be telling the story of... You know, John Cena, the fact that he wrestles once a year, uh, the ring rust, the, you know, the... 
Well, you could tell a story there and you could use it to elevate someone. Unfortunately, it's not doing anything for anybody. And props to John for being willing to come back and lay down for these guys. Laying down for Solo, laying down for Jay, you know, Jimmy, whoever he, whoever all he lays down for, uh, for, uh, there's definitely that, right? No, I'm not going to give him credit for for the other guy that he laid down for earlier this year. But, but uh, you know, it's just one of those like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I feel like they could have they could be telling a really good story with Cena right now and his, you know, his last run, his you know, I don't have it in me anymore. I just can't be John Cena. They could really tell a cool story that way. You know, mm-hmm. he's losing to, I mean, it, Solo Solo wasn't the right opponent here because Solo's already a monster and never loses anyway. Yeah. But they could be telling, they, he could be telling a story with Grayson Waller. Yeah. Who who is, keeps losing, but he could beat John Cena. Okay. Mm-hmm. It could give that, that, that never was. Or, or isn't, it could give them something. Yeah, but, it could put him over. Uh, yeah. He's also losing to his hairline. Oh, by uh, far. Big time. <laughs> yeah, we discussed it, he needs to go back to his high and tight. Like, you don't want to give up your hair, that's fine. Um, I don't understand it. I gave up my hair when I was a young 20-something-year-old, and I've been bald for most of or at least probably close to half of my life now. Uh, <laughs> but... No, it hadn't been quite that long, but I've been bald longer than a lot of people my age. And at some point, you just got to give it up, man. But the other part is here, like, he ate three spikes and then took a fourth one as well. Well, he took a spike, took, I think, three more. So there was four. And then he took a bunch of spikes. Yeah. uh, Because he kept... He ate one spike, kicked out of the pin. Yeah, and then Solo just hit him with a bunch Solo of hit him with three in a row, like standing up, doing the whole thing. And then he was laying down on the ground. Solo sits him up, leans him against his knee, and just spikes him. Like three or four more times. Yeah, half a dozen more times. You know, just boom, 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 yeah. repeatedly. Which, you know, the first couple looked really good. And then after that, you could tell he was clearly missing to yeah. the side, which is... I don't sure. want somebody shoving their th- thumb into people's throat. I mean, but... I already think the spike is a stupid move anyway. Yeah. Um, it, it just kind of devalues it. And we discussed, like, right at the end, is Cena going to lose here or is he going to win? And we were like, nah, if Cena wins, if Cena Solo win, may as well like yeah. go back to NXT. If, if Cena wins, then they have buried and ended Solo Sokoa. Yeah. So. Luckily, as soon as we said that, he did the, that spike barrage. Right. One, two, three. Yep. And the match was over. Solo Socolo. Socolo. Solo Socolo. Solo Socolo. Solo Socoa is your winner. We then move to Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul. Ain't nobody care about Logan Paul in this match at all. Uh, but Logan Paul wins Sir, after a bunch of... Ain't nobody care about this match at all. True. Logan Paul are not. Yeah, uh, Logan wins the belt uh, with interference. One of his it was one of his people from his show uh, put up some brass knuckles that 
Uh, Santos Escobar then interrupted so, the dude. So here's, and, and this is so overbooked. It, it was even worse. Like neither one of us, we were both on our phones for most of this match because, and it sucks to say this about a Rey Mysterio match, but we didn't care. Right. Uh, but we watched the ending and you have Logan's entourage guy. Who runs out, hands Logan the brass knucks. Logan puts them on. Ray counters and throws him into the corner, and the brass knucks go flying towards the barricade. Mm-hmm. Logan's entourage guy is trying to crawl over without being seen to get over there. And as soon as he does, here comes boots and, and a leg, and it's Santos Escobar. Escobar picks up the brass knucks. Runs off the guy, but as he's getting ready to run him off, he lays the knucks on the ring apron. Yeah, which Logan Paul picks up. Ray sets Logan up for 619. Logan sees the knucks, puts him on, eats a 619, and then punches Ray as Ray's coming over for his splash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was awful. What? Yeah, it was awful. What? I. I just have Logan keep the brass knucks on the whole time. Right. Like, uh, we then get uh, probably the match I enjoyed the most, honestly, for for the show. And that was mm-hmm. EO Sky versus Bianca Belair. The match was good. Yeah. Like I said, the, the match was the match was good. You have uh, Bailey coming down partially part part way through to yep. help EO. Uh, Bailey gets kind of taken out after helping EO a couple times and distracting. Uh, well, Bailey EO, got taken out by EO. EO yeah. yeah. EO, I think, missed a... Uh, she missed a, uh, a kick or something. Yeah, she, she missed something and, and hit Bailey with it. And then Bailey got back involved. And... Bianca lays out Bailey on one of the announce tables. And then some random woman from the crowd shows up. In wrestling gear, though. In wrestling gear, yeah. She shows up and beats on Bianca. Yeah, while EO has the ref distracted. Yep. And then Bianca gets counted to like eight or nine, seven, seven, something in there. She gets in the ring, and EO does her uh, moonsault. It was a pretty cool uh, yeah. little se- little segment. Yeah, EO, EO waited until Bianca got into the ring mm-hmm. before she started climbing up for her they moonsault. Timed it, they timed it very well. So that, it, like, as Bianca got in the ring, EO was on the top rope and hit the moonsault. Yeah. So it was a really cool timing. Yeah. Of course, the random woman was not just any random woman. Mm-hmm. It is a returning. Hopefully, she doesn't have any matches with Nia Jax in the near future. Right, Kyrie Sane. That was foreshadowing earlier. <laughs> That's right. Kyrie Sane is back in the WWE. She made her return at Saudi Arabia, which I feel made it less special because if she had been in America, the the crowd reaction would have been insane, and the Saudi crowd there was like. 12 total wrestling fans in the audience. Everybody else was on their phone. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, after the match, um, Kyrie Sane and EO Sky celebrate in the ring while Bailey looks on confused and scared. Yeah, because uh, the the announcers actually made the comment that EO Sky was run out of WWE by Bailey. Yeah. So, or not EO Sky, uh, Kyrie Sane. Yeah, was run out by Bailey. Uh, so, I, I am a little interested to see where this goes. See where they take it. Uh, does EO walk away from Damage Control, or does uh, Kyrie join them? You know. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where this goes. I think EO's walking away. That's that's kind of uh, what I'm leaning towards. EO has been very much playing a face as of late. Yeah. Um, or at least more at least face what than I've heel. Yeah, yeah, what I've been watching. Um, and I'll be honest, guys, I took this time off from yeah, a lot of wrestling. She's been leaning a lot more face than but heel. She has been leaning a lot more face than heel. So perhaps we see a face turn from her. Perhaps she and Kyrie kind of form their own team and go into a deeper heel mode. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, We have Cody Rhodes, adrenaline in my soul. Oh my God, it's Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. Mm -hmm. This was a match that happened. It was the match of crossroads because I think Cody hit three total and Damian hit two reckonings. Which is the same move, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rhodes gets Priest. No interference. Him. Yeah. Well, no. No Finn no. came down. No, the, the Judgment Day came down. Yeah. yeah. Cause judgment Day came early. down, but uh, Jimmy, Jimmy came... No, Jay. Out, no, Jay. Jay. Sorry. Sorry. Got the wrong twin. Jay stopped him. Wrong, wrong twin. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Jay stops him. He comes out, super kicks all of them, grabs a chair, and runs him back up the ramp. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was a good match. Yeah, it was decent. Um, and then we get to our main event for the evening. The undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus L.A. Knight. Yeah. yeah. This was actually a decent match. It was. It was a really good match. Um, we knew what the ending was going to be, obviously. Roman's winning. Yeah. And there was going to be shenanigans. There was. Uh, Solo attempted to come down at one point, and the referees all pushed him back. But everybody was focused on Solo. And so Jimmy Jimmy attacked, came out of the crowd. Yeah. Jimmy attacked Knight a couple of times. Jimmy put Roman's foot up on the rope after the BFT. Knight laid uh, Jimmy out. Um, yeah. Put him through the announce table. And then wandered over and got speared through the barricade. Yep. And that, that was the end of the match there. As yeah. soon as that happened, it just kind of, the next few things got hit, and it was good to go. Roman went, the, the, the most cowardly heel in wrestling wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Overall, Crown Jewel wasn't bad. Um, it wasn't great. Like, like you're not missing anything if you missed it, right? It's, it's not um, one... That I'm gonna go back and watch no. some of the some of the things. Of course, WWE got fifty million dollars for this because that's their contract for ten years, fifty million per show type mm. thing. Um, something that I found out last night on SmackDown, which is like, what? 
Drew was on SmackDown last night, live in the U.S. So was LA Knight. So was Roman. Um, so dumb. They were in Riyadh this week at all of the WWE, uh, like the the access stuff, the fan mm-hmm. access things. They were there. They flew in Friday morning to be here for SmackDown Friday night, then flew back to wrestle tonight. What? Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they had a private jet that they could sleep on. Because otherwise... What? <laughs> right, like uh it what? Just, what? I just uh, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um um when it yeah. so so that was the only pay-per-view that's happened I think in the last 3 weeks or so. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Um so now we're just going to talk a little bit like we said on the shows themselves there hasn't been a whole lot of stuff done. Yeah, we're we're not going to go through show by show other we wanted to go through Crown Jewel yeah. cuz that was kind of a pay-per-view event. But um So one of the first things I do want to pop up, okay? Uh Sting. Sting. Sting came out uh, I think 3 weeks ago cuz it was right after our last show. Uh he gets in it's the ring. Sting. He gets in the ring and announces that he's been doing this for a long time. Mhm. He's yeah. tired. He's hurting. He's working with children. No, that was CM Punk. Never mind. <laughs> um, but he announces that it's time for him to retire. And his plans right now are to retire at uh, Revolution. So next year, what's that? March. March. Um, yeah. That's his plan. He's to retire then. And he says, you know, never say never, but... It's pretty much once I'm think, done, I'm done. I think he said he's turning 65 like two weeks yeah. after Revolution. Right. So, you know, you give the man a 40-plus year career. Right. Uh, yeah. So, and, and Sting Sting is uh, hands down, all cards on the table. Sting is hands down my favorite wrestler. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he just is. He's iconic in sure. wrestling. I mean, he is the icon. But... <laughs> He's almost 65. He yeah. can't move like he used to. Dude, I mean, dude's still jumping off of balconies. Yeah. But, I mean, come on, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, retire, have a good life. I know that you, there was a nice couple of years there between the end of WCW yeah. and TNA, you know, that he, he didn't, really didn't wrestle. Left but, TNA, went to WWE for a drink of coffee. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was there for a while. He was there for 10 years. In WWE? Oh, no, not WWE. I'm sorry, TNA. Yeah, yeah, he was sorry. in TNA for a while, but then he left and went to WWE, and he was yeah. there for like a year. A couple of years. Uh, okay. Maybe I, a couple I think it was, years. I think it was like four. It wasn't long. But it wasn't think. long. Um, so, yeah, so Sting announces his retirement. Cool. We then get the announcement that Tony Khan has a special guest, uh, a special gift for Sting. And no, gonna... no. Tony Schiavone. Had a Tony special Schiavone gift. had a special gift for Sting. Tony Khan had a special announcement. We'll talk about that in a yeah. minute. But Tony Schiavone has a special gift so for Sting. This is the next week. Two weeks later. Two weeks later, yeah, because it was last week. Sting's out in the ring, and we're all sitting here. We're watching it, and we're like, it's going to be Ric Flair. And then... Spoiler alert. Then, it was Ric Flair. Dun, dun. <laughs> here comes the nature boy, right? Ric yep. Flair pops up across the thing. Ric Flair walks down the ramp. 
he gets in the ring, and we're like, oh, God, his retirement match is going to be against Rick, isn't it? It's totally going to be against Rick. Well, so we're like, it's going to be like Sting and Darby versus Rick and somebody. It, it like like that's just that's just what it's going to be. Because then they start their little promo with each other, and it sounds like that's what's fixing to happen. Mm-hmm. Now we do find out that Ric Flair says that his doctors have approved him to con- to, to take bumps and wrestle. Uh, which, like Jay said from Travelers, I think that means that the doctor said. I mean, you could, but I really don't recommend it. And no. Rick was like, well, that means I can, so let's go. <laughs> uh, AEW has said, no, we're not going to be party to murder. So, now, that's right now. Yeah, we'll see what happens. In March, <laughs> let's see what happens. When Revolution is not selling enough tickets, Yeah, you know. Um, but, yeah, so Ric Flair has signed a multi-year deal with AEW. This isn't just a, he's going to show up a few times between now and March. He's going to be an attraction, blah, blah, blah. No, multi-year deal with this man. Mm -hmm. So, sure. Yeah. um, Yeah. I don't really know what else to say to that. There's not a whole Uh, lot to say with it. You know what? Um, Sting, thank you so much for 40 years of, of entertainment. I realize that I'm only 36. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I mean, Sting has been wrestling since uh, like the late '80s or yeah. mid '80s, I think. Yeah. So, so you know, you look at 35 years. Let's just say it's 35 years. Yeah, it's around I, 35 I, years because I think he he started wrestling uh, 86, 87, somewhere in there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm you know I'm not going to go back and, and look, but 30 plus years of a career for real. 30 years of that career at the top wherever he was. So, you know, thank you, Sting. We appreciate right. appreciate everything that you've done for us. Um, Danielson, uh, Brian, Brian Danielson is a uh, AEW wrestler, and uh, he apparently is going to try to see uh, if he can beat Ric Flair to the grave Jesus, in the ring. Jesus, right? Uh, so as you guys know, Brian Danielson broke his arm earlier this year. Yes. In a match uh, with Okada. In a match with Okada. He then comes back, probably comes back a little bit early for a broken arm, but they made it work. And at some point he was injured. Mm-hmm. He then has another match with Okada and this one's a multi-man match. Yep. But he has another match with Okada where the injury was exacerbated. Mm-hmm. He broke his orbital orbital bone. Yeah. So the bone around your eye, yep. he broke it. That happened a week or two ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, I think. It, it was announced this week that he's challenging Okada to a match to a match on January fourth. Yep. In uh, what uh, what is this? Wrestle Kingdom is that their yep. big show? Yep. Uh, so yeah, like, dude. <laughs> Like you need to stay away from Okada because whether Okada's doing it or not, Okada's around when you're getting hurt. You now need, you need to stay away. I want to I want to step back here because we talked about this earlier. Yeah. In no way do I think that Okada no, is no, no, to no, blame no, no, for no, any of these all. injuries. In fact, the orbital bone thing happened before the Okada match. Yes. That being yes. said, it's just it's morbidly funny. Right. 
dark humor for the win that he seems to go Okada. with these matches with Okada and comes out with broken bones. Would it would it work to say that Okada is Danielson's albatross? I guess I don't know if that I don't know if that uh, analogy works, but it is definitely his curse. It yeah. seems like, uh, which could be a really cool story if they tell it right. Yeah, for Wrestle Kingdom, it could be. Uh, but um, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, we have you know so, uh, something I do want to talk about that's that seems to be heating up quickly in in AEW. Tony Storm. So she rebranded. Mm-hmm. She is now Timeless Tony Storm, uh, insane silent movie actress. And honestly, this is the best character work she's done ever. Mm-hmm. They finally got her away from the outcast. They oh, the belt did come off of Soraya. If I can't remember if that happened on our last thing yeah, that we recorded it, or not, but Soraya if it loses. did, we apologize. Like it, it's been three weeks for us right. uh, that we haven't recorded. I know we put out a Cascade wrestling in right. there uh, one week, and then I was down and out for a week sick. Yeah. And so, it just things just didn't line up. But Saria lost to Sheeta. Tony Storm leaves the Outcast. It seems like the Outcast may be dead now. That's perfectly fine with me. It um, wasn't connecting. It, it was, wasn't working. It was not working. Tony has now gone insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luther of Dark Fame, Luther mm-hmm. uh, is now Lutha. Yeah. Uh, her butler. Mm-hmm. Anytime Tony or, or now Lutha are shown on TV or on the AW roster page or anything, they're in black and white. Mm-hmm. Like old school silent film. They are doing, RJ City's involved with this as well, and they're doing silent movies during picture in picture commercial breaks, which is great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it was on Collision. Tony- yeah, it, was, it was Collision last Saturday. Tony Storm comes out to the ring. She was supposed to sit on the announce desk, is what Tony Siobhan says. Instead, she laid down on the announce desk. Mm-hmm. And, and to use Tony's words, with her ass in his face. <laughs> she then reaches into her trunks and pulls out an orange <laughs> that she hands to Tony Siobhan. <laughs> Then she takes one that was laying on the desk in front of her and just bites into it, peeling all. Yeah. So this this insane Tony Storm, I am loving every minute of it. Give her all the belts. Yeah. You know? And as as Brady is still trying to figure out where did the, and I'm going to use his words. I'm going to yeah. give him Brady. This is a direct quote from Brady yeah. of Travelers on the Omnibus. Where did the plum come from? Yes. Where was the plum? <laughs> so yeah, Tony Tony's doing amazing work here. Yeah. I'm I'm loving every minute of it. It's it's great. Um, some news that we just found out about today: uh, WWE wrestler Gunther, mm-hmm. formerly Walter, cannot wrestle or work outside. He can't leave the country, United States, for the next six months due to strict residence requirements. So, so he's either, I believe he's probably working on a green card. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to be something that's associated with his green card. I'm not a immigration expert. Not so I have no idea means. what exactly is happening. This does mean he is going to miss elimination chamber. Yep. 
but uh, hopefully this means that they're doing something serious with him and he's going to be here long term. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it sounds like it's a, you know, hey, in order for you to get the green card to get that kind of stuff, you know, you have to have residency. You can't be traveling other places because that might be looked at as Which, fraud. And, and you know, I'm honestly, if he is trying to get if this is green card related. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. Yeah, me too, kind of. Because he's been, for a very long time in his early career, uh, his independent career, he was very much a, I don't ever want to wrestle in the United States mm-hmm. for, for very long. Like, I'll go do a course, but I don't want to move there. And then right. WWE convinced him to move here. Well, WWE backed up the dump truck of money, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at the push even, he's been getting. Look at what's going on. So Even then, I, I got to think that they offered him more money for him to get his green card. Probably. Maybe, uh, maybe it's part of his contract. Maybe it could be part of his contract. Maybe it's just, and this I don't know. I, I'm purely speculating here, but maybe the taxes of being a Austrian citizen, because I believe he is yeah. Austrian, not German, even right. though they play up the, the right. German guy. Um, the Austrian taxes and the United States taxes yeah. just are, are, killing him. you know, whatever it is. Um, hopefully he works that out quickly. Yeah. Got six months at least, uh, but yeah, he's going to be doing his thing. Um, something that was announced during the our off time is Impact is rebranding mm-hmm. uh, again. So, I mean, if we want to follow the pathway here, they were TNA <laughs> wrestling. Yes, you know, total nonstop action. Yep. Not not uh, any other version right. of TNA that you might be thinking of. So they went from TNA to Impact, I believe. Yeah, originally, then. There was a split where Impact stayed Impact, but part of it got like uh, split off, rolled off to Global Force, which was Jeff Jarrett. Which thing. was Jeff Jarrett. So Jeff kind of he went away from Impact when, from from. This was when Dixie took over with it. Well, it was after Dixie took over, but yeah. eventually they fired Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. And he went and started Global Force, and then at some point, they Impact and together. Global Force merged, and then Jeff Jarrett was fired again like the next yep. day. <laughs> uh, but it's been Impact for a while. We we, yeah. we refer to it as TNA just because that's what... That's, That's what it was whenever we, you know, started. It was TNA Impact was the show. Yeah, Impact, it was, it was what, Tuesday Night Impact, yeah. Thursday Night Impact, whatever. Right. It was Thursday night, Tuesday night, well, Monday night for a while. They're rebranding. Yep. What are they TNA. going with? TNA? They're Total Non-Step Action Wrestling? Yes. So going back to TNA. They gave up on the rebrand. This is essentially what happened. Yeah. They're giving up on trying to be anything other than TNA because everybody still calls them TNA. Exactly. Um there were there have been some some people talking, you know, asking are they going back to the six sided ring, you know that kind of stuff. Almost to a one, the wrestlers have said uh, if they go back to a six sided ring, we're completely done mm-hmm. because it's just you. You will a find some much. If you look hard enough, you can find some wrestlers who are like, yeah, man, I like the six sided ring, but if you ask them questions about it, they all say I like it because of your ability to do different things. Yeah. But most of them, none of them want to ever take a bump in a six sided ring. It is apparently a whole lot more, a whole lot stiffer, bigger. It's bigger. It's stiffer. And like AJ styles, who you could argue is synonymous with a six sided ring. Yep. 
he won't wrestle in a six-sided yeah. ring anymore. As soon as, w, or as, soon as uh, Hogan and Bischoff got rid of it, yeah. and he wrestled in a four-sided ring again for the first time in a long time, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, 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 this, no, no, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah, we're not doing this anymore. So, <laughs> so yeah, TNA will be back, assuming that you can find it on whatever weird <laughs> channel that they put it on. I think they're still on it's access. It's still on access, but uh, <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Um. But no. yeah, it's going to be TNA. They're according to Scott D. Moore, who is the CEO or whatever his job title is. Uh, they are planning to drastically change up the format and the way things work. The roster will change, which means there's going to be some layoffs coming. Yep. Uh, they're bringing back Hogan. They're going <laughs> to bring back Steiner. They're going to bring back Angle. Booker uh, T, they they have hired out of the thing, you know. They have hired the, and and this is a coup. I have no idea how they managed to pull this off, but they have hired the creative team of Vince Rousseau and Jim Cornette, <laughs> and I have no idea how they managed to pull that because that right. is a coup. Like yeah. those two guys hate each other, and and we're, we're everybody course, hates them. <laughs> we're uh, of course, no, that none of that's happening. No, as far as we know, yeah, as far as we know, they are planning drastic. Changes to the yes. show. They have said that you know there's going to be some roster a roster shakeup. So trying, all of that's going to happen. We'll see what happens. They're trying to grab that glory of the past and yeah, carry it forward. They're trying to put themselves back as the number two wrestling promotion. Yeah, because uh, right now they're third uh, easily. They're they're third with competition always poking at them from NWA. Yeah. Um, who but got a TV deal with CW? So NWA has C- a TV deal with CW now. That's news to me. I missed that. Yeah. Something that I I saw that yesterday. I think. Um, that's actually good news for NWA. Yeah, um, uh, that's going to knock. Sure, that's, but that's going to knock. If that's true, that'll knock sure. NWA easily into the position to take over three. Yeah, because uh, CW is so much easier to find they, than they, they do have a deal with CW. However, it looks like there is a possibility that it may fall through because oh, oh, of yeah. the cocaine spot that they did at NWA Sam Hain. Uh <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they they totally did a cocaine spot. Yep, with uh, uh, Father James Mitchell. Yes. And a and, bunch of women who I don't know if they exotic were. Exotic dancers? I, I don't know, I don't know the, if they were wrestlers, if they were employees, or if they were just brought in for this spot. But, uh, yeah, James Mitchell was doing cocaine. Like, I'm sure he wasn't actually. Well, actually, I'm not going to say that I'm sure he wasn't. This is NWA that we're talking about. Right. So. So, but yeah, so, so yes, they may have some, some issues with their, their current channel. And speaking of things that are having issues with channels, ah, see what I'm doing. I see what you're doing. Fox is told, uh, so Fox, we, we talked about this. I know with the, the fact that Fox has told SmackDown, nah, we don't want you. Mm-hmm. Um, it appears that USA will not be on our, uh, raw will not be on USA coming yeah. next year. It's, it might be on a different NBC channel. I think they're talking about possibly moving it to NBC like itself. NBC, right. So, last week, uh, Lachlan McLean, I think. Or Lachlan uh Lachlan McLean. <laughs> Is that John McLean's son? I guess so, yeah. Uh, Lachlan Murdoch. 
had a statement to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, now he is he is the son of Robert Murdoch, right? Yeah. Rupert Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, the 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 Fox head of of stuff. The the guy who created Fox. Yes. And Lachlan's comments were not exactly nice. You mean he didn't give WWE a glowing review? He basically said that WWE did absolutely nothing for Fox, that there was no discernible increase in any viewership across any of the Fox channels due to SmackDown. Uh, he saw no reason to continue the partnership with them, basically. Basically, the ad revenue, and this is what he was talking about, yeah. was the ad revenue didn't justify didn't the show. Didn't justify it. So, Which is absolutely a crushing announcement to make yeah. while WWE is currently shopping Monday Night Raw. Because mm-hmm. uh, you, you have a very... I don't know if he's like a if he's in a position of power with Fox. I think he is, but you know, hey, look at our research, right? What um, uh, Lachlan? Yeah, he's the CEO. The CEO. Okay, so I you know. remember if he was like way up there, or if it was just the fact that hey, he is the son of you know Rupert, but, but son, yeah, son of a plumber. Yeah. Uh. So the CEO of Fox is out here. It's basically saying you're worthless. Mm-hmm. While WWE is out here trying to shop around and see what kind of price tag they can get uh, from another company, yeah, wow. Uh, and I, I I can't help but think NBC is going to look at that and be like, uh, we really don't think you're worth what we thought you might be, so we're not going to pay you that. Well, here's the thing: NBC knows exactly what Raw is on Monday night on mm-hmm. USA. Did they maybe think that they could change that um, moving to NBC because of what they thought Fox was doing with SmackDown on Fox? Mm-hmm. Possibly. But now they're going to be reconsidering. Right. You still have Amazon out there, at least last time I heard anything. You still have Amazon out there who would love to get their hands on a WWE product or an AEW product. Uh, or a TNA product because they've looking they've been looking to add to their live sports. Honestly, if if TNA and and Scott uh, uh, Diamore Diamore however you say his last name, um, dude, make a deal with Amazon. That'd be ridiculous. Get, get TNA with the entire backlog. Shut down your TNA little app that nobody pays for. Um, get TNA on Amazon. Get TNA on Amazon Thursday nights on Amazon, live on Amazon Thursday night. Or I guess Amazon has Thursday night football, so it won't be Thursday. Uh, Tuesday. Right. (laughs) Tuesday night and bring your backlog to Amazon for Amazon subscribers. Mm -hmm. Make all of the money. Take over the number two position. Yeah. Because, and the thing is, they easily could with that. Mm -hmm. Because... Tony Khan had a very important announcement to make this week. Okay. Big, one of the biggest announcements in, in AEW history. Like like uh, they've got a streaming deal. They're going to be on Max. They're, they're going to be on Max. Streaming deal. Or they've signed a big name wrestler, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's got to be something big. Yeah. I mean, 
last a couple of weeks ago, they didn't announce that it was a big deal that Ric Flair was showing up. And, no. and even though, yes, Ric Flair is old and all that kind of stuff, it's still Ric no. Flair. It certainly isn't going to be announcing a show that they've already announced for next year. Nah, that, that would be pointless. That would be almost as pointless as announcing that the show that they already announced tickets were going to go on sale next month. Like, a month in advance of when the stuff is actually there. Like, yeah. That is, nah, there's no way it had, it, it's got to be something good. Like Hulk Hogan's going to resign or something. Uh, right? Hogan, Hogan's going to sign with them or they're bringing Eric Bischoff in. Like that could be a big deal. It could uh, be. You know, or they're bringing CM Punk back. Um, I don't know if I'd like that, but I mean, that would no, be a that big would be announcement. A, that'd be a big announcement. Um, so no, exactly. They announced that um, All In is going to happen next year in London. Yep. And tickets, tickets go on sale on December. December 24th. Yep. <laughs> that was his big announcement. I. Yeah. It, I don't think Tony understands hype. No, he doesn't. Like, like I, I feel like that's the problem. So much stuff that he has announced. It's, oh my God, this is a world changing announcement. The majority of people just look at that and go, huh. Whereas the stuff that just seems to fly under the radar is the stuff that most people are like, oh my God, that just happened. Yeah. It, Tony is very stuck in his own mind about what it is that's huge. We, oh, we've got a dream match between Bruiser. <laughs> well, between uh, El Hijo, uh, Dave Vikingo, and yeah. Commander. A dream match. Between two I mean, guys that like sure great uh, match great yeah but your American audience don't know who either of those doesn't people know are. who either of them are and that's after they've watched them on your show well we we've, we've made the comment up here uh, think about Ibushi Kota Ibushi one of the greatest Japanese wrestlers of all time if you were just an American viewer mm-hmm. had no idea who this guy was and had just watched uh, TV mm-hmm. just AEW. You would think that that's what Japanese wrestling is. Yeah, eh. I'm, I'm. I guess I'm okay missing New Japan because that ain't it. So, um, another big announcement was made while we were away. Mm-hmm. Brock has his contract has has was not renewed, mm-hmm. and so uh, Brock Anderson. Is no longer uh, part right. of AEW. Yeah. Um, and I uh, just I had to make that joke again. Yeah, he, I'm sorry. He's no longer there, and Arn is no longer. And Arn is well. no longer there. So now we're starting to see the attrition of the backstage. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to take this back to William Regal last year. I'm wondering if Tony's not listening to these guys, and no. these guys are seeing something with the whole CM Punk situation. Are we? And this is speculation on my part. So, like, I, I'm just I'm speculating here. I understand Are we why seen, Regal left, though. I do understand why Regal left. He had the time. He had the ability to go back and work in the company where his son worked, where he yes. was going to get to spend time with his son and spending. And Regal is on borrowed time, mm-hmm. and he knows that, and he'll yeah. admit that. Yes, he is on borrowed time, and so he's like, I have the opportunity to spend some of that time with my son and train my son yeah. for this business that I've given my life to. 
I 100% agree sure. with that. But now we're seeing Arn leave. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're seeing a couple of things here. Yeah. We're seeing, if we talk about like Arn left, Tully left, because Tully left last year, yeah. you know, you got the, the older people there are leaving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Part of me looks at that and goes, it's probably a good thing that they get off the, the books so that we can get more talent because yes, Arn Anderson, absolute legend. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want to see him on TV no, because I don't, he's taking up space from AR Fox. He's taking up space from any, I, I don't, I don't need to talent. see, I don't need to see him on TV. I don't need to see him drawing a gun right. or pretending to draw a gun yeah. and pointing. But my, my thought process is you have, Arn Anderson, who's, backstage. Who, who should have been backstage in a producer role and who should have been advising, if, if not a full-on booking committee, mm-hmm. a booking advisement committee of Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, sure. and these guys who have forgotten more about professional wrestling mm-hmm. than anybody else in that company is ever going to know. The other part, though, is I feel like AEW's lack of a performance center lack of a, a WCW power plant, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things, a, a, an OVW, an FCW, whatever you want to, whatever you want to use there. Right. It's really hurting them. The fact that they shut down dark and elevation. Uh, so they don't even have that time anymore. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's really hurting. It's, now it's look really at, hurting. Cause, cause look at what we've got here recently. Brock Anderson left, right? Mm-hmm. Very, you know, a young, Talent generate you know second generation or third generation depending you know I think he's only I think he's He's only second. second. But he was a he's somebody that AEW could hang their hat on in ten years. Yeah, like I don't I don't know that I ever saw Brock uh, Anderson as being a main event talent right now. No, but he could he have been with the right training and the right push? Sure, it's it's possible. Could could Um, he have been you know solid mid card? Kind of controlling the people who get to the upper echelon? Absolutely. To add in with that, Brian Pillman Jr. is gone. He's now showed up in NXT as Alexis King. Mm -hmm. Um, Jade Cargill. Yep. You know, you have these these young talents, these these rookies, these green talents, you know, whatever you want to call them, right? That joined AEW. Mm -hmm. They got a little bit of a push. They got a little bit of something. And then they were shuffled off as soon as Tony got his new batch of action figures. And um, you've got MJF, who's apparently his contract is up next year. Now, yeah. has he resigned? Nobody knows. And they're going to play this the bidding war for the bidding war for twenty twenty four. And if there is a bidding war, WWE is going to win, especially if Endeavor well, really wants to crush you, you AEW. Can, you can also step back and say. Cody and MJF are really good friends. Mm-hmm. Cody and Jade were really good friends. Mm-hmm. Cody's going to go to Triple H to Endeavor as a whole to Nick Khan and say, hey, this guy's contract's up. And the kid's good. Offer him this and he will come join. Yeah. You know, that's a possibility. Tony. Khan is going to have to get out of the what's the new wrestler on the shelves at Walmart. He's got to. Now, 
there's one good story going on in AEW right now. Okay. And that's MJF. Yeah, the MJ. I, I'm and, loving the MJF story. I'm and gonna, I, I want to point out that Michael is the one who said that. And if you go back two, three months ago and you listen, you're going to hear Michael say how awful MJF is. Yeah, I mean, and, and two or three months ago, he was. He was. He was the same heel with mm-hmm. the same shtick for every single feud. Yeah. This new where he's, you know, learning how to be a good guy. I'm digging that so much. He's shown growth. They're also doing a really cool thing with the title right now. It is the focus of more than just the number one contender. Yeah. The title, Samoa Joe is angling for the title. Mm-hmm. Hobbs is angling for the title. Uh, White Jay White is angling for the title. Kenny is angling for the title. Like, there, there's there's a couple other Wardlow. Wardlow Wardlow is come, for the Wardlow title. Wardlow has come out. Wardlow pushed him up against the wall this week. Yeah, and said, "I'm coming for you." Yeah, like there's, and I'm going to take everything from you. There are there are multiple people backstage that are gunning for the title. Jay White which is, actually has possession of the yeah, title right now, which is what it's supposed to be. The 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 your champion should have a target on his back for every top tier and wannabe top tier star in the company. That's not like in a weird feud with somebody else over something else, right? Because we don't want to get it to be too muddy there, well, but even if they are in a feud, their ultimate given goal the opportunity, they should, should still want that yes. title. Yeah. Um which I'm I'm digging that. I'm digging the fact that MJF is having to learn to be a face. Like the the story on on Dynamite was, he had to find three people to team with him. You know, and he <laughs> ends up teaming with the acclaimed, who've been Max Caster's been begging to team with him for weeks now, and he's turned them down every time. So they end up teaming together. Now they end up losing, which is the dumbest call I think I've ever heard of. But whatever, because after the match, they still got a four way scissor. MJF yeah. still came out in the pink and black, you know, his scarf, you go. He his had scarf a, was pink and black. Yeah. So he's learning to be a face. That is character development and it's great. Yeah. So I, we could go on and on about our gripes. Yeah. Uh, but I think that enough. The the only thing else, the only other thing I can think of that we need to talk about is there's been some subtle moves inside WWE and inside Endeavor mm-hmm. that looks like they're positioning Vince to leave. Yeah, so I know we mentioned before on one of the shows that when the when the merger completely when it fully happened, mm-hmm. right? All of Vince's shares were marked as sellable. Yeah. Which normally your your higher up people like that, their stuff isn't marked that way because it creates uh, uncertainty mm-hmm. in the market. You know, usually your CEOs, your CFOs, those yeah. kind of people, their shares aren't aren't basically aren't liquid. Uh, Vince's were marked as they could be bought tomorrow, mm-hmm. which was one of those like, huh, okay. Um, then you find out that. You know, Vince has been dealing with creative. He's been part of it. Because Vince, technically, 
Vince is not part of the WWE anymore. Mm-hmm. Vince is part of Endeavor. Well, he's part of TKO. TKO, yeah. So he, he's he is he is in that group. The head of WWE is Nick Khan. Mm-hmm. Just like the head of UFC is Dana White. Yeah. You Vince got, is in the merged group. Yeah. Vince is the chairman of the board of TKO. Yeah, which is which is over, over UFC and over yes. uh, WWE, WWE and part of Endeavor. Mm-hmm. But they've made it very clear over the last few weeks mm-hmm. that creative is 100% on Triple H. Yeah. And the, the uh, our, uh, what's his name? Ari Emanuel, I think, mm-hmm. the head of Endeavor. Yeah, something, uh, yeah, something like that. I, I can't um, think of what his name is. He has made it very clear that people have their roles. Mm-hmm. They're expected to do their role. Yeah. Not someone else's. Yeah. Triple H is head of creative. Mm-hmm. The expectation is Triple H is head of creative. Yep. Not Vince. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see where this and, goes. And we've mentioned it before, but there's also the... Uh, the SEC is still investigating Vince. Yes, exactly. So, and I think that that's probably why they were marked as sellable. Mm-hmm. So that should the SEC investigation they, they go south, they can dump Vince and move forward with him in the past. Yep. Uh, but with all of that said, uh, I think it's time that we wrap things up for the evening. If you happen to be passing through, in fact, even if you don't happen to be passing through, get in your car, drive over to Gaucher, and stop in to McNarb Gaming, and tell them that we said thank you, McNarb Gaming, for allowing us to use this space. Buy yourself some board games. they got some cool little mystery things going on over there for the holiday season. They've got boxes of mystery board games, and I think they're, what, a $250... um, uh, $250 value, I think, is what I saw on the box. I think it's 200 value for 75 Okay, yeah, two, no, something. 250 for 150 for the box. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, but you got some mystery boxes that those would make great gifts for yeah, the gamer. The boxes are 75 with a $200 value, mm-hmm. and the bags are 50 with a $150 value. Yeah. The bags are RPGs, Yep. so you can get a hold of some really nice RPG stuff. Go check those out. They've got some mystery dice. If you're a dice goblin like I am, go buy a couple packs of these mystery dice and see what yeah. you get. Yeah. Acerax Treasure Hoard or something like that. I something like are. that, yeah. Um, yeah. They just got some new Lorcana stuff in. No. It, no? It's already gone. Oh. I, 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 I didn't know if they it were. In, but it's already gone. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry. Uh. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. That 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 is currently the new hotness, so. Yeah. But they got a ton of games over there. Board games are a great time to spend with your friends and with your family. And speaking of playing board games with your family, and the holiday season is here. It is November. Spooky season is over with. Say goodbye to spooky season. It's now Christmas. No. No? No. No? What what is it? Christmas starts on Black Friday. Ah, okay. So I don't care what Walmart says. (laughs) No, it is it is now the holiday season, no. Thanksgiving, <laughs> and then Christmas. And that's why it's called the holiday season, because you have Thanksgiving, you have Christmas, and then you roll into New Year's. So, you got Thanksgiving coming up. You know you're going to be spending time with your family. Mm-hmm. Prepare for that time with your family. You, 
you've got the board game, right? Yes. So, you know, so you're not forced to play Monopoly with your cousins. You got something better than that. Go down to Big Dog Liquor. It's also here in Gauthier. Swing by, grab yourself something good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a a poison, it's in there. Uh, whiskey, vodka, rum, gin. Arsenic. No. Arsenic. No. <laughs> it's all there. There's no arsenic in that building you know, go get that yourself, I'm aware of. Go get yourself something good to drink. Uh, the eggnog should be showing up. Evan Williams eggnog. If mm-hmm. you haven't already gotten that, please, you know, if you're an eggnog person, grab some. That always goes fast. So yep. if you're listening to us and you are close to Gaucher and you can get there to get it, I highly suggest you go get it now. Yep. Um, if you go in on Wednesdays and you're a senior citizen and you're a veteran, you're going to get a, a, a stackable discount. Other days of the week, you get one. So give those guys, give a big dog down there a uh, a, a, a look to see what they've got because they've always they've also they've got always a got a great selection. They got a ton of stuff in there. So I've I've never been disappointed walking into Big Dog Liquor to check out their selection. They got something you're going to find that you're going to like. Uh, now, with all that said, right, you've got your board game, you've mm-hmm. got your, your your liquor of choice, you, you've you've eaten your turkey. You know we're gonna we're gonna go in the future. We're gonna predict. Predict the turkey. You know, you've 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 had the turkey. You know you're you're laying on the couch. It's time to relax some. Mm-hmm. You've listened to us, and you should give our buddies at Travelers on the Omnibus a listen as well. Absolutely, they are a field trip through nerd and pop culture, and they've got a lot of great episodes. They did not take a three week break. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now I think they are going to be taking a break closer oh, yeah. to the end of the year. They said, but right now. Yeah, give them a listen. Give them a listen. They've got a lot of great things going on over there. A lot of great conversations. If you're interested in anything to do with nerd uh, culture, if you're interested in music, if you're interested in horror, whatever it is you're interested in, they're going to talk about it. Yeah, and it's a always a great conversation. I think their most recent episode was a, a dive on Dracula because mm-hmm. it was their their spooky season episode, right? Yeah. So. So give them a listen. You can find them anywhere. Spotify is probably your best spot because they yep. do polls and uh, other community stuff. Uh, stuff going on there on Spotify. So check out Travelers on the Omnibus. And one of those guys, Jody, has his own podcast as well, yep. Fearology, uh, which is his personal relationship with uh, horror movies, mostly. Uh, he talks about you know comparisons of old and new ones. He talks about new ones, things he's seen. He also releases some uh, experimental music that he does yep. on there. So, you know, definitely give him a listen uh, as well. He's only on Spotify, so yep. go with that. And if you like movies, check out our friends over at, and it just completely went Silence away from your me. Cell phones. Silence your cell phones. I had Travelers on the Omnibus, and I'm like, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Silence your cell phones. They do movies and bingeable TV reviews. So give them a listen. They do a YouTube live Check them out on that, and then just find out about some of your favorite movies. Yeah. So, with I think we've all of pretty that much said, covered what we wanted to cover here. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, starting next week, we'll be back into our our regular run of things. <laughs> well, well, unless you know, something happens, we'll remember the names of our friends' shows, right? <laughs> so, everything yeah. said. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah.